Welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Sheree Hardy. I hope you're well. I'm up early and I'm getting ready to do some things, God willing. Happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. holiday weekend. Remember, Dr. King was all about service. He served and that's what we all need to be thinking about doing. That service doesn't have to be on a big scale. It can be on a very small scale. But I think it was Shirley Chisholm who said that service is the rent that you pay for being on the earth, something like that. So service is how we do it, and we all can serve, anybody can serve. I should have had that quote by King, I'm gonna see if I can find it. He said, anybody can be great because anybody can serve, that's the quote. So I'm not gonna talk about Dr. King, I hope you're well. It is cold here, y'all know I'm a native Floridian, born and raised, so it's, it's very cold. But thankfully it is not snowing and there's no ice. Um, I don't plan on going out today, so just God bless anyone who is out there where it's cold and it's icy. I know my sister is in Chicago, and they've got all this snow, so just, you know, pray for the people who do have to get out in inclement weather and pray for their safety. We pray for their safety, Lord. We pray for their protection and to keep them warm and to keep make sure they have everything they need. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to say that prayer because sometimes, you know, we can get so fixated on ourselves and we may be in a good place, but everybody is not in a good place. And we have to pray for everyone. We have to pray for people outside of our loved ones and our family and the people that we like. And um, just recently, and I'll do a podcast about it later, I have been praying, and I know my daughter has been praying too, about particular things that happen in the world. Because we don't have the power. We're not omnipotent. We don't have all power. We can't do everything. But I believe with everything I got that God is still on the throne and that he will listen to the people who cry out to him with a humble and sincere voice. And there are things going on in the world. There's a lot of evil. There's a lot of darkness. And I believe when we pray and we call out to God that he will move. And I have been praying about something. And I'll do a podcast later. I won't get into it now. But I saw God move. He's been moving. You know, um, and I really came on here to talk about Cat Williams. I got distracted to talk about the Cat Williams interview with Shannon Sharp. And if you have not seen it, it's a long interview. I watched it twice. And I was going to watch it three times. It's so good. Um, because for me, when I'm watching something like that, for me, it's about the life lessons. And there are so many great life lessons that we can glean from that interview. Some people are choosing to kind of stay focused on the drama. But if you want to grow and get the wisdom and the knowledge for life you can get a lot of things from that interview with Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams now I'm just speaking from my heart this morning but eventually I'm going to do a, um, a podcast for YouTube so I'm going to do some slides and you know kind of talk through it and have some life lessons there be real organized but this morning I just wanted to speak from my heart and just you know just make sure I do an episode for the week because I don't think I did one for this week so, um, but I won't be long, but I just want to let you know, you can always learn something. But first thing I want to say, continue to pray, continue to pray, because let me tell you again, we don't have all power. We have limited power. We're not built to be able to handle every single problem in the world. The problems in the world exist because of man's separation from God. I'm going to say that again. When I say man, I'm not talking about just men. I'm talking about men and women. Um, Although the vast majority of crimes in the world are committed by men. But but those men had mothers. So we, we can just go back and forth. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Not going to do it today. But the reason why you see the rape, the murders, the most insane things that you see is because we're not connected to God. And I've had, over the years, I've met people who have a lot of different spiritual beliefs. Some people still, you know, they don't believe that God exists. Um, they don't, you know, they have doubts and all of that. And it's the reason why they have those doubts is because they see the world 
as this terrible place and I have to put in here that all of the world is not bad. There's a lot of beautiful things happening in the world every day, all day. And you got to choose to focus on that. You have to choose to focus on it. You have to really be intentional because you could begin to believe um, that there's nothing but bad in the world and feel defeated. And don't let me get a million because I, I said, you know, what? I, I got to do my own news news station because we got to report some, some more good things that are happening. I see a lot of great things happening every day and I'm intentional about looking for that. So we just have to be really intentional. But it's because man has separated from God. God gives us a powerful gift and it is the gift of choice. Sometimes you've heard the term free will. We can choose to do good or evil. The temptation to do things that we shouldn't do will be there forever, as long as we're on this side. The possibility that we could go the wrong way is always there. God has given us the ability to choose. He does not force men and women to do the right thing. He distinguishes himself from humans by giving us this choice and giving us the will and and allowing us to choose our own faith. Because built in to every single thing that we do that goes against what he wishes for us is a consequence. And that consequence is negative. Sometimes people see it as, you know, they've got this Um, young lady that's been all over the internet and I call her the prophetess of doom because she's been prophesying and it's just all negative and doom and gloom and I believe that God even though God doesn't change we have accounts where God does change how he deals with us so instead of destroying mankind he gave us his son, his only begotten son, we know him as Jesus Christ in English language. And that was to save us from eternal damnation. There's there's so many other stories. We know the story of Saul, who once persecuted the people who taught the biography of Christ and the power of Christ. And he really was responsible for people who did that. He was responsible for their death. God transformed him and he changed his name and that man Paul the Apostle Paul began to teach the name of Jesus Christ and the power in that name and his life and his legacy so that we could be empowered to live elevated lives so if we cry out to God and I, I'm just speaking from my heart this morning because I'm all over the place <laughs> But I just, I had to pause because I'm a podcaster on the side. And I got it. If I'm going to be a podcaster, I have to do episodes. So, and I didn't do one this week. So I just had to do one. But we got to do that. We got to cry out to him. Because I have seen God move. I pray. I've said this to you. I'm going to say this again. Your secret prayers are your greatest weapon. It's not a gun. It's not a knife. It's your prayers. And sometimes you can feel overwhelmed. I, you know, I'm, I don't watch the news every single day, but I do because when I log on to my computer, you know, news is going to pop up and I got to get that fixed because I don't want to see any pop-ups early in the morning. And sometimes I do have to resist seeing a news story. And, and yesterday was one of those days where I, um, you know, I have these pop-ups. This is my school's computer. And I have like these pop-ups and a news report came. And I messed around here and I hit that button. <laughs> I hit the button, Lord, the planning period. And I wish I hadn't. But in all day, I was disturbed by it. And then later, I was talking to my daughter about it. She had already heard about this disturbing case out of Texas. I'll talk about it later. But do you know what God revealed to me this morning when I was doing my morning prayer? That I had been praying for anybody who is in bondage, that God will free them. God is going to free people in bondage, people that in obscure places, he is going to set them free. And their captors and their slaveholders, they will be exposed. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen. You're going to see it. It's happening already, but you're going to see it happen on a different level. And God reminded me, you were so disturbed by that article, but you forgot. You had prayed about this. So that's what you have to understand because we don't, we're not Superman. You know, that's for the movies where you can have all power and you can fly around and you can help this person on this side of the country and help another person on the other side. And you got the ability to fly at the speed of light. We don't have that. We are not superheroes, but we have a spiritual hero and he doesn't wear a cape, but he is all powerful and go to him with a sincere heart and a pure heart and, and bring these things to him. Because he's able to do it. He made the sun. You know, when I think about the sun, I, I still marvel at people who don't believe in God. Because if you ask them, did man make the sun? You know, everybody's going to say what? No, because they know that much. Well, that person or that being who made it, we call him God in the English language. That, he's real. That, that to me, he's real. You know, and, and I'm a I'm a nerd, so my daughter was telling me about Jupiter. I think I mentioned this in another episode. And how the wings of Jupiter, they pick up, they have some kind of magnetic field. And when they're asteroids or meteorites or whatever in our atmosphere that can come to Earth and hit Earth and destroy Earth, that Jupiter sucks them up. Who did that? Yah Elohim. Yah Elohim, the God Almighty, did that for us. And so I I just, I believe you all. And and yeah, sometimes you can be afraid and you can see so much of this stuff. And you're like, ooh, you know, I got to check my door. I got to lock my door. Look around. You know, you can get like that. But we just have to know that God is real and he is on the throne. So I want to say that. And that's another thing I want to say before I get into Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp is choose joy choose joy as I said earlier in the top of the show God gives us the ability to choose and when you wake up in the morning you have to make up your mind no matter what's going on you have to choose joy choose peace create it when you choose it what will happen is you will start to find ways to create it and for peace I I concluded, like maybe about seven, eight years ago, I concluded that the greatest blessing from God is peace. I I, I know I need money, you know, I need other things, but I think peace is the greatest blessing. When you have peace, you're not in a chaotic or tumultuous kind of situation. You have peace within you because sometimes... We're in situations, maybe at our jobs or other situations, we can't control what's happening on the outside, but we can still have peace within. I know people with money don't have peace. I know people who are loved and don't have peace. I know people who have the best of everything that life can offer and they don't have peace. Peace comes from God. God can give you a peace that no matter what you're going through, you will be able to close your eyes and get some deep sleep. But you have to choose that. And see, when this is what will happen. When you decide that you want to, because once you taste peace, you can never go back to chaos. Chaos will frighten you. It will aggravate you. You will run away from chaos. You just won't sign up for it. Once you experience peace, on the outside in your life and peace within you just cannot go back to chaos unless you are under the influence of something that is against your will but peace is it but you have to choose it because when you make up your mind that you want peace you won't let anybody take away your peace or anything take away your peace it's a choice and you need it peace doesn't mean it's not peace is not the absence of problems and circumstances and situations that are not always comfortable and feel good. But real peace is when you can work through it. Sometimes in relationships, when you when people really, really love you, they'll work through issues because 
in the end, they want peace with you and they love you. Sometimes on your job, you may be able to, um, you know, negotiate and compromise. Sometimes you can't, depending on where you are in life, but you can have peace. It all goes back to peace. We can be so much more productive in life when we have peace. And you'll know peacemakers because peacemakers are not people that um, don't say anything about, you know, talk to you or let you know when you're wrong. The peacemakers tell you what's going on so that you can work through it so you can eventually have peace. We sometimes think of peacemakers as just these little quiet people that walk around and sort of float around. (laughs) But that's not the peacemaker. It's sometimes that person that's going to challenge you to make changes. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was really a peacemaker, but he had a powerful voice. His volume, the how he resonated his voice, the words resonated and echoed throughout. And it was because he was trying to get us to see that as long as we have division, we have oppression, we have poverty, things that are constructed by man, we're not going to have peace. Life is so much better when we have peace. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily that we got to all the way be integrated. You know, you over there living your life and you happy, I'm over here living mine. And if I cross your path, I don't have anything against you. So we have peace. That's what it's really all about. In your relationship, some relationships, you are able to work through issues. It's rare though, it's unfortunate, but if you can work through issues, you can get to a place of peace. It's beautiful. It is just absolutely beautiful. But that's something that has to be taught and nurtured. And so I just want to let y'all know that choose peace. Choose peace, you know, and work through it. Work through that thing. All right. Now, I got to, I may have to pause and then do another little segment, but got to talk about Cat Williams just for a second, because again, I didn't do a podcast this week. Um, was on YouTube because I, I subscribe. I had subscribed to Shannon Sharp a long time ago. And um, I watched a lot of the interviews he's done. And I want to start off by saying that Shannon Sharp, there's a life lesson, a powerful life lesson that you can learn from Shannon Sharp's life. So he's often talked about how poor he was. Um, he talked about not having indoor plumbing. So he took showers outside. He had to use the bathroom outside. And I'm going to do something more formal again later just on his life. But eventually he did go to college and he eventually he did then went to the NFL. And I believe that he is a three-time Super Bowl winning champion. He, after his football career ended, this is just what I think I know. <laughs> you guys forgive me. Um, you know, he was on, he became a um, journalist, a sports journalist. And he was on different shows. Something happened and he ended up on YouTube. And I saw a clip. Somebody posted something on Facebook where he and, um, I don't know the man. I think it's, yep, Bayless. He and this other co-host that he had, they got into it. It I mean, that was a very heated argument between them. And it was live. And I think they, you know, some people record stuff. And I think it was on ESPN. But they took it off. And it was heated. So then later I heard Stephen Smith. Um, I guess that's Stephen. I can't even these Stevens. I'm getting mixed up. Anyway, somebody revealed that um, Shannon Sharp was fired. But Shannon Sharp did not hold his head down. Woe is me. The man got his foot on my neck. You know, that sad, sad song. Shannon Sharp is a creator. And this is what I've been saying for the longest time. Creating is not necessarily easy. Creating takes time, it takes resources, but we have to learn how to be creative. And it's always been in our blood. This is what we did when we came here. When they gave us the scraps of the animal to eat, we took those scraps and we put together a meal. And because of that, our ancestors, because they did that, we're here. I'm on this podcast because they lived. And that is, we have a gift and it is a gift to create and from nothing. And so that is one life lesson that 
a door may close. Somebody may close the door for you sometimes. You may feel like you got to close the door, whatever the case may be. Both Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp have learned this powerful lesson. You have to be willing to create. And sometimes you don't even have the time to organize the creation. You just got to get it started. So remember that they're not suffering financially because doors were closed for them. In Shannon Shannon Sharp's case, again, somebody said he was by, I don't know if it's true. He hasn't told his story yet. I guess at some point he is going to tell it if he chooses to tell it. He doesn't seem that kind of person that's going to cry about different situations. But nevertheless, he created. Same thing with Cat Williams. In that interview, and I'm going to put the link in the description box, Cat Williams was basically saying that he was shut out of a lot of doors intentionally. When he used the term cabal, basically he was saying there was a group of people, mainly black male comedians, who worked together to support one another, but he was not included in that group. They were not thinking about everybody, but they were thinking about just a select group of people, so they worked together. Well, I can't necessarily say the network is bad, but when they won't let you in, it it turned out that it's a blessing, and that's how I have to look at things sometimes, and that's what Cat Williams did as well. He talked about it in the interview. I'll let you watch for yourself. He only had so much money. He betted on business is what he said. And he believed in himself. And he believed in the Most High God. And both of these men believe that God is real. They both created. And that's the most powerful life lesson that you can learn from the interview. Another thing you can learn is that what we do in the dark will come out in the light. God's, God has something called grace that he gives all of us. And some people misuse grace. And it's very critical for us to deal with what we've done in the darkness because we've all done something in the dark. Some people, it, it grieves me a little bit because I'm 58 years old and there are people my age and they just will not take ownership of what they've done. It just, it blows me away that you can get to almost 66 decades and you can't say, I messed up, I did it, I was wrong. And it's, it's really bad because when you deny, when you trivialize, when you minimize, when you try to hide, it only makes it worse for you. Because what people forget, when you do something to others, you're really doing it to God. You People think that they're just playing with other people. They don't realize you could be playing with God's person. That could be a child of God for real. And so, but what will set us free is when we deal with it spiritually so that if it is brought out, if we did do something and it comes out, because now we live in a world where everybody's living really in a fishbowl. You know, everybody is, the public information is kind of circulating out there some way or somehow. But if we deal with it and we take ownership and we heal and we go to God for forgiveness and repentance and we apologize and acknowledge that to people, if we did something to them and be specific, don't just give a general start. Now we know what you did because what happens is when we don't own up to what we specifically did, we're bound to do it again and again because we really don't know. We're just doing that because somebody said, oh, that's a good thing to do is to say you're sorry and all of that. No, you got to know what you did. And we all have to do that. I'm talking to myself first. As a teacher, I'm human. You know, sometimes people have this, I don't know what it is. They want us to be saints. And yes, on most days, I'm on my best behavior. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty decent. I'm good. I'm real good. I think God will be proud. But there are moments when I fall short and I have to deal with that. I have to because I'm dealing with children and it doesn't matter how they are because these children today are not like the way I was. And that's part of the issue. I have to check myself because I would not dare talk to my teacher disrespectfully, call my teacher a name or pick on something that I see as a flaw. But I realize that these students are growing up. They have a lot of issues. And most of the time when they're acting out, it's because they're hurting. They're hurting. 
we look anger and pain they are fraternal twins they look very similar and so um, but they are hurting and I'm going to take a pause because I got to do it because the time is limited the way I'm recording y'all and I'm going to pick up on this episode so we'll just have a little pause and I'll come back on because I want to talk about some more lessons from this interview with Cat Williams and Shannon Sharp peace and blessings talking about life lessons from the interview that Shannon Sharp did with Cat Williams. Eventually, I'm going to sit down and write some notes. It's going to be really nice. And I'll do a presentation for YouTube and then upload it again here. But when we look at people's lives, there's so much we can learn. And the first thing that I talked about was that both of those gentlemen learned how to create. You know, they had challenges in terms of trying to make a living and they found a way to legally because some people are not legal they do a business on the side no business license no legal stuff or whatever um they found legal ways to make money and for it to be in a way that i guess entertains other people but for me it's education because every time i watched Shannon Sharp's show, I always got some kind of insight about something. So anyway, that's the first life lesson. The other life lesson is doors can be closed. Windows can be shut. And when they are, we have to find a way. And I know it's with the help of the Most High God and through the divine that we find a way to create another door or make another key. And both guys did that. And that's what we have to do. Um, when I, a lot of people were talking about Cat Williams and he, some would say that he disparaged some of the other comedians who kept him locked out of their group, the cabal as he called them. Um, with Shannon Sharp, he's not a person that goes around and talks about other people and what they did or didn't do. He, so far that I know, that's a life lesson too. When should we do that? Now, you know, I use this as a teaching tool. We didn't watch the whole video of the class. We only watched the kids. Only watched like a little bit, little snippet at the very beginning, because we used. I used it to teach tone, like what tone he was using. That's a big thing in um, language is tone. I use them to talk about, you know, some arguments and explanatory writing. Like if you were Ricky Smiley's publicist, you know, what would you tell him? To, how would you tell him to respond? If you would tell him to respond, those kind of things. But um. I don't know, a life lesson for me is when you're going through something with people, there is a way to talk about it where you're not putting them down. Because I think even when people are wrong, I don't know if you have to publicly put them down. And that's a challenge sometimes because if they've done something malicious to you or intentional to you, and that is your story and you want to share it to help other people know then you maybe you should be able to do that. But I think for that part of the interview, that was very reflective. You know, what should, you know, if I want to tell my story, how do I tell it without necessarily putting people down? But I'm also telling the truth. And he revealed a lot. And that was another life lesson. Um, another thing is, is that people need to listen. So after the interview was published, and it went viral. I think it's been watched now almost 47 million, million times. And Shannon Sharp's um, subscriber base has increased like over a, bill, a million. And so when you think about that, I think one of the things that's so interesting about this is that people need a place to listen. So Shannon Sharp's gift was that he, you know, they criticized him for not being a so quote unquote traditional journalist. And he let Cat Williams talk. He did challenge Cat Williams at different times in the interview, but for the most part, he let Mr. Williams speak. And I think that's a powerful life lesson because sometimes when people are confronting us or we're confronting them, most people don't listen. 
you know, if it gets too hot in the kitchen, some people just go out of the kitchen. Cowards, punks, wimpets, wimps, that's what I'm calling. Let a person talk and listen. And Shannon Sharp did that. He let Kat talk. And for us watching, you know, it's like a little private conversation and we're watching, we can then discern what was true or what was false so we can then go back and research but I think the greatest lesson is people will give us more when we're willing to listen and that's so hard to do I learned that listening is one of the greatest acts of humility when a person cannot listen to you and you cannot listen to them you cannot have a relationship with that person period And that takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of discipline because we want to interject or we want to try to justify ourselves. But we can can just listen. That was Shannon Sharp's gift. That's why that interview went viral. Even though Shannon Sharp did plug in things, people, and even though people criticized Shannon for not interviewing it and letting Cat Williams sort of go off, so to speak, on people that he knew, because Shannon Sharp had had all the people that Cat Williams, not all of the people that Cat Williams mentioned, but he did have Steve Harvey on the show. He did have um, Ricky Smiley and Cedric the Entertainer and maybe some and some other people. Um, he let him talk. Powerful life lesson that if you listen to people, they will say more. In relationships, and I'm convinced that this is the number one reason why many relationships don't work because either one person is not listening or both people are not listening to each other but this is what i've learned when you really 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 love a person you care about what they have to say and for all the ladies out there because i'm going to do another series on the black single women you will know when you got one and it's going to be hard to find is when a man will listen when he will listen and humble himself and consider what you're saying because relationships are all about adjustment and this goes both ways but I'm just saying it's so hard because again listening involves humility when you want to have control or feel powerful because it's the illusion of power it's not real power people won't listen because it's like you know you can't tell me what to do and you know I don't want to be controlled by you and it's not about that but when you when a person will listen that's how you'll know I teach, I'm trying to teach this to my students because so often, now if I'm talking, most children don't listen. But if another student is talking, they won't listen. And I tell them that you need to stop what you're doing. You need to give this person your full undivided attention. You don't need to be distracted. And this, this is why most of the time when I'm talking to a person on the phone, I try not to be doing anything else. I don't like to talk on the phone when I'm driving or when I'm doing something else. Because I'm not giving that person my full undivided attention. I may hear something that I could pray about. I may hear something that they want, that they need, it's a cry for help or something. So if we're not listening, everybody is so distracted. Everybody is doing something else. So they're not listening. And that's another powerful lesson from this interview. Last thing, but not least, but not least at all, is something that I have been talking about. And in my house, we talk about this a lot. There is an intentional effort to destroy black people. It's intentional now. And we and you, you see it because there is no way that it's just a coincidence, that it's just happenstance, that the vast majority of images that you see put out that involve black people are negative. The vast majority. In fact, I told you all my story. I have been teaching in the inner city for over 20 years. I moved from Florida here 25 years ago. I taught at one inner city school, the same inner city school, for almost 20 years. While I was there, I when I first came, I noticed something that my students, you know, would be in the halls or they would randomly be in class. And they would sort of shout out these obscenities. And I was disturbed. I was trying to figure out where this is coming from because it was mainly coming from men, males, young men, 
and it would just be random. And I'm like, why is everybody saying these things? It's very vulgar, profane, foul. So what I know as an adult that whatever comes out of you is what's been put in you. So if you listen to something over and over and over again, especially when you are very young and you're vulnerable and your mind is really, really very fragile and more susceptible of not being able to know how to weed out the negative and maybe separate the entertainment from the internalization, I've noticed that, okay, let me listen to that music. So I would I would listen to that music. I would start to, you know, go through different songs, look at the lyrics, and I noticed a pattern that most of the music that they listened to was filled with misogyny, the hatred of women, always putting women down, calling women to be word, tons of profanity, sex, but it was illicit and perverted sex. So they're listening to all this. People are singing songs about what they do, what their sexual practices are. And there was nothing in there about making love or loving people, but it was all about sex. Lots and lots of violence. Lots of violence. Glorifying violence and thugism. You know, this is what the music is littered with. And I could just go on and on and on. All these negatives. And this music is published and it is disseminated all over the world to the point that if you go into other countries, they have this same music too. So the, if you're a, a young, now as an adult, I could maybe hear the beat, but if at a certain point, my spiritual, the spirit in me, there's a conflict. Even if I like the beat of the music, because sometimes it, the music itself is good and it you know, makes you want to move, but then you got the lyrics. So I'm an adult, I'm 58, I can kind of say, okay, I don't need to listen to this, or, you know, I'm this beat is good, I'm going to use this to clean, and I'm not going to internalize that, and I don't even do that most of the time, but, but, but for children, they don't have the cognitive ability to fully understand how this music is impacting them. So this is why they treat the girls the way they treat the girls. The violence towards the girls, the misogyny, the hatred, no love, no respect, because they're listening to this music from the time they wake up until the time they go to bed. They're feeding on this music and they are internalizing these lyrics that put black girls down, that, uh, uh, oh, this is hard, objectify girls in a very negative, derogatory, and sick way. They listen to this music that glorifies gangster life. That's why you keep hearing about these people just, our people just killing each other, mainly young people. And then you got older people teaching young people how to hurt each other. And they're just killing each other. I'm talking about senselessly. Our young men, young men, excuse me, Lord, are dying in the streets for nothing. And this music is disseminated and is spread out. Now, here's the thing. The music could be created, and if no one listened to it, but it wouldn't it wouldn't have power. But what they do is, and this is when I say it's intentional, they create an image with the music. So they create this image where it looks fun to be able to rap and to have all this money because all in all their rap songs, you know, they got they throwing money everywhere. And you got you you can, you just wouldn't believe how many people think money is everything. It's not money. It's the love of money. It's the root of all evil. You wouldn't believe how many people do anything with money. Well, if the money's right, I do it. You know, so they know that. They know most people are weak. And they know that some people's spiritual life is only going to take them so far. And that, you know, to have, to be able to have money and to live really a hedonistic life. And that's what they promote. They created the image. The videos, the entertainers themselves all the flash, all the, the stones, the shiny stones, and the value that is, they're not, they're not valuable. Diamonds are not valuable. If somebody put a value on them, they're just clear stones, they're shiny stones, rocks. But they put the, they package it together where it is enticing to people if they're not aware of the snare. So that's what I mean by it's intentional. And what Cat Williams did in his interview is he kind of exposed this. 
he also exposed how, and, and there's something going on. If every, if you don't, if you watch movies, because I'm, I'm used to be a movie buff. I don't watch, you know, movies as much as I used to. You cannot help seeing, you, you rarely see a movie where there's a strong black lead, masculine, strong, protective of women and children. You just don't see that. And when you do, they're not protecting other black people. You know, if you look at Equalizer, the first Equalizer, think about it, with Denzel Washington. I guess there was some protest, so they came out with a second Equalizer, right? And in the second Equalizer, he was more protecting people of color. They had to balance it out. But what movies do you know that are being made where you have a strong black male lead and he has the role to protect to save, to care for. You just don't see it. Is that a coincidence? Is that, or is that intentional? And that's what Cat Williams confirmed. Because again, if you did like me, I, I would love to watch good movies. But I, it's hard to find them to see what I want to see. Because I want to see men like the men in my family. Strong black men who are protective, who try to save, who care. I want to see the reflection of myself, what I see, but I don't see that in film. And what he basically was trying to, and what I taught my students going back to rap, I was saying, I used to tell my students, if you tried, if you just came up with songs or good with a good beat and it was positive, it wouldn't be played over everything. I did a podcast, um, this was a while ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago, and it was about this young rapper, he's a positive rapper is what I'm going to call him. And what he has done, he has also called out other rappers who rap these these bad lyrics that I talked about. And the only thing that I had an issue with was this young man, this good rapper, he is targeting the rappers. But what he doesn't understand is that you can't, if you don't, I'm a business owner, and this is business one-on-one. If no one buys your product, you can't be in business. See, nobody was buying our books. Okay, not enough books, rather. So you can't be in business. So in other words, these rappers exist because people, we in our community, we thirst this. We people thirst for this. If we saw this as filth, if we saw this as trash, if we saw it as evil, and we ourselves were righteous, this would go away. You would never hear me really talk about a rapper. Uh, you know, and just call people out. You know, Cat Williams called out different people. The issue is, is that we're consuming it. So in his interview, he talked about Tyler Perry and all of the actors he talked about had worn a dress. And, and some people consider this negative because it emasculates the strength and the power of black men if they're wearing a dress. And there are women who can wear dresses. And black people are very clear about, you know, gender roles and I guess gender in itself, right? So he he talked about the fact that there is an intentional effort to to have black men wear these dresses. And he this is not a coincidence. This is just you can just see it in every film. Then he talked about the wives of these actors and these entertainers, they all look the same. And he wasn't lying. You, you can go back and find the video coverage yourself and go, I mean, you can Google these people and see their wife. Okay, so he was saying that. But here's the thing. It's the only life lesson that I don't want us to miss. If we don't consume the product, the product won't exist because at the bottom, under all this stuff, what they really want is something called money. And there are people that would do anything for money Yes, we need it. Yes, it's, it's good if you have it. I, I see all the time, kind of lament a house needs a total renovation. But guess what? I'll have peace because I have peace. I choose to have peace. And I know that while I'm waiting for God, I will wait on God. I will keep serving. I will keep doing what I got to do. And I, I believe that God is going to move. But my point is this. We have to shift the focus from these entertainers to ourselves are we participating are we enabling these people to continue to produce this kind of product we don't have to watch it we don't have to listen to it we don't have to buy it 
We don't have to subscribe to their channels. And so what they do is, see, these people study psychology. And they know that many of us, when our reality is harsh, we fantasize. So what they do is they glorify the fantasy. They give us the let few people, the money, the resources to create the fantasy that most of us will never have. Most of us will never be able to have the kind of money that Steve Harvey has or Tar- uh, Taraji P. Henson has. We won't have that. The average person won't. But they create the fantasy and we try to live, some of us do, by care, or some people do, vicariously through them. And that's the psychology that these people come up with these schemes. That's what they know. They know that most people are weak. And so instead of creating their own lives and empowering themselves and looking at themselves and building their own little communities, they're going to be looking at these people. So Roger P. Henson, and I did an episode on this, um, crying from crying to creating, is a multi-millionaire. She makes millions of dollars. The people that are talking about her, she does not know that we are breathing. And she does not care about us. So Raji P. Henson only cares about herself. And I'm not saying this in a bad way. She cares about herself. She wants to live a certain quality of life. And I'm not mad at her. Here's the problem that I have, though. What does she do for a living? She is an actress. She pretends. And this is the issue. This is what we ought to be thinking about. This is a life lesson. We ought to challenge our values. When we spend all this money on people who pretend for a living, and then teachers, and I'm a teacher, you know, you know it's going to be a little impartiality here, right? Um... It, we don't get we don't get paid enough. They can never pay me. I make a decent salary now. Over the years, people have gotten a little bit more enlightened, and they have increased our pay. But the reality is, I'm not making millions, and I go to work every day, and I teach hard, and I'm really trying. I really care. And here's the thing: I prob- my salary would probably never be if I sign a contract for one million. It'd be some millions. It's not gonna probably happen in this lifetime. And maybe ever, because we have to change our value system. That's the talk that we need to have in our community. Are we paying entertainers more than they should be paid? And if, if somebody, and that's the thing, we got to challenge ourselves. And all the people that watch them, like Taraji and Jill Scott, and people like Jill Scott and Taraji P. Henson, Jill Scott and Taraji P. Henson, they live in mansions. And the people who follow them, the ones that I saw at the mall every day where my business was, they live in with rats and roaches. We have, and they don't understand, they can live in mansions. If they stop focusing on the Jill Scotts and the Taraji P. Hensons of the world, that they can live in a mansion too one day, maybe. We have to shift our focus. That was a powerful life lesson to me because while he called out, you know, Steve Harvey and Cedric and all of these different people in Tyler Perry. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have laughed and loved all of them. Just, I mean, I've just cracked up laughing, okay, with all of them. But what I know in my mind that those people don't know that I'm breathing. They don't care about me. They don't know my name. So I'm not concerned about their lives. I don't wish, you know, ill on them or anything like that. But they don't care about me. And so why are we focusing on these people? And this is the intentional effort. Because if you get on Twitter right now, Facebook, YouTube, and you just, you know, like just go on there. Because we're trying to build our own YouTube channel. You go on there and guess what you're going to see? Those people have millions of followers. Somebody cares. And it's a one-sided relationship because they can't give back. They're not giving out anything. You know, you don't get a... Uh, you know, $20 for watching or something. You know, look, just don't me $20. I can get some gas money, baby. But that's not how it works. So we have to, the life lesson from that interview was we have to shift our value system. And, it, and I'm not against anybody, but I'm not, you know, again, like I love, I'm going to be honest, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Beyonce. I love Beyonce. I love her music. I love the way she carries herself. But guess what? Beyonce doesn't know I'm breathing right now. She doesn't know my name. I'm not, she doesn't care. I'm not saying it in a bad way. So, but I'm not going to buy tickets to her concert because I don't have the money. 
Maybe if I was a millionaire, I might do it. I might do it if I was a millionaire now. But you got people that can't pay their rent, can't pay their car note, and they're going to a concert to see someone that doesn't know that they're alive. We have to shift our values. I cannot criticize Tyler Perry because Tyler, whatever Tyler Perry made, somebody enjoyed. People went to go see. I know I did. I went to go see his movie. Let me tell you something. I went to the theater, baby. Um, what was the first one he did? The great one that he did, um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I well, not, not only did I watch the movie, but when it came out on DVD, I bought that thing. I participated in that. Now, Tyler Perry, you know, people criticize him. But he's one that kind of stands out in the group. Because I always felt like Medea, if you focus on Medea and you only focus on Medea, you're missing something. Because he he also has strong black male characters in all of his films. And Tyler Perry is a true philanthropist. He's given out so much. And, And living here in Atlanta, this man has helped so many people. So it's one of those things where, again, we have to be mindful that if you, you can't criticize these entertainers. I'm talking about Taraji P. Henson, but listen, I'm not mad at her. She believes in herself. I'm going to get like that. I'm going to believe that I deserve more as a teacher. I deserve more. Now, I'm not going to go in the public and cry about it, and I'm not going to talk about it like that, but I'm going to go to my creator, the Most High God, and I'm going to ask him to show me how. I can continue to serve and work as a teacher and get paid millions still. I'm going to figure that out. Okay, God will help me now. Running out of time. So that's what I want to say. Those are some life lessons. Recap, number one, be a creator. Doors may close. Windows may close. Create something. Open up another door. Create another key. Number two, listen to people. That is the key to strong, good relationships. You've got to listen to people. And number three, you got to learn. We got to learn how to shift our value focus. We're focusing on the wrong people. I, God willing, for Women's History Month, I was telling one of my coworkers. She was sharing her mother's story. I was kind of sharing my mother's story, and I was saying, for Women's History Month, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do something different because there's so many unknown heroes in our community. They're just ordinary women who have done so much good for mankind but they're not in the entertainment business and I'm going hopefully for this Women's History Month I want to promote them same thing for Black History Month I want to do that because we need to shift our value the pretenders the actors the people who throw balls I'm not against them there's nothing bad with they're not doing anything bad but we can't complain about what they do if we continue to support them to be able to make millions, I'm not hating on Taraji P. Henson because guess what? Let her make her money. But I'm telling you right now, if she can make millions of dollars, I understand her net worth is in the millions, then I can make, I'm just going to inspire me to make millions as an educator. That's it, folks. Peace and abundant blessings to you and your family. Until next time, take care.